Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mind. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money. Thanks for being with us this morning. Talk Money, as you know, is dedicated to assisting you, the listener, in this confusing financial world where you're exposed to more information than ever. We're here to help you over the next hour as a trainer and a coach to kind of give you some ideas of how to find how to manage your financial roadmap in order to achieve your financial dreams and goals and your desires. Talk Money is all about helping you make financial decisions about health care, stocks, bonds, retirement, insurance. You know, Talk Money is all about everything financial. Our guests bring their insights and perspectives Perspectives. Talk Money is about developing a financial strategy that you can embrace as your own. Remember, planning is not about the plan. It's about the results. Well, here's some thoughts that I've been looking at over the last couple of days. And uh, again, rising political uncertainty continues to be uh, kind of one of those things we look at all the time. The S&P 500, would you believe, is up over 8.5%, making this ongoing bull market, as of today, 99 months old. Now, you know, 99 months old, that's eight years and three months. This is the second bull market, the only, only the second bull market out of the last 11 since 1950 that have reached the 99-month mark. Wow. That's amazing. Think about it. Something to remember, economic conditions and earnings matter more than politics. It is interesting to note that investors still remain focused, even with all the political stuff going on, the skepticism rising over whether Mr. Trump is going to be able to deliver on his pro-growth policies. And in fact, the Comey yesterday and his uh, testimony turned out to be a little bit lackluster to the media Hype that it received. And I mean, more people talked about that. It was amazing. I don't think we're through with it. It's going to be one of those things we'll continue to hear for the next couple of days, but it probably apparently will go away. Let me tell you about today's program. More people today that have been putting away or putting off retirement seem to be rethinking their options. And a recent survey by MetLife Employee Benefit Trends stated that 60% of twenty-six over 2,600 full-time employees surveyed in a November 2016 survey said they worry about money. Now, you know, I, I think that's kind of normal. I'm, I'm really kind of shocked that 60, only 60%, but I think it's one of those things we have tendencies when the market seems to be going up in November of 2016, uh, probably wasn't as we have a little bit of a correction, and I guarantee you that number would jump. But here's something I think is critical. 30% of those surveyed found out that they lay awake at night worrying about money. So here's my question. What keeps you up at night? 
We've got a program with two people that are going to talk to you specifically about how to handle those problems that keep you up at night. That's David Rochester, Jeff Grimm. They're the program today. We're going to stick to a very close time schedule because you've got to listen and pay attention and take notes because we'll be right back after this. for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at the Bailey Law Firm. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs. It's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time. It is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular, nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, again, welcome to Talk Money. It's brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, estate planning, elder law, and probate planning for all generations. Of course, you're listening to FM 107.9 and AM 990, the voice, talk radio for the Mid-South. This program is Talk Money. We're going to dive into financial issues that affect you, that you're exposed to more information than you've ever been. That's what this hour is all about, training and coaching to assist you in developing your financial plan. Here's something that I found very interesting. It ties into the program. Young, our younger listening audience, think about this. This is the millennial guys, 20 to 36, 20 to 36. Those of you that have now got debt, you've got student debt, believe, according to a survey by the BTN Research Group, that the the average person, 20 to 36, says the college education that they've received, ready for this, is not worth the debt they've incurred. Now, that's a... That's planning. That's not a good plan system there. That's not a good idea. So what we have today is two guests, Jeff Grimm and David Rochester. We're going to talk about some issues that people have when they talk about, you know, retirement. And I told you earlier in in the first part of the program that people lay at not, uh, lay awake at night thinking about money. 30% of that survey by the MetLife Employee Retirement Group, the benefit group, Literally said, I mean, I can't imagine. I know people do that. I've done that. We've all done that. There could be for whatever reason. But how about if you take that and say, I've got to sit around and I'm worrying about retirement. We went through a period after the recession and 
Now we've got this today being the second longest bull market in the history since 1950. We're at 11. That's, you know, that's out of the 99 month period. That's eight years and three months. The reality is, I mean, people are now saying, OK, I'm going to start retiring. I'm thinking about it. I'm ready to do it. I couldn't retire five years ago, six years ago. So what are some issues about retirement planning that you should know about? I have two guests, David Rochester, Jeff Grimm. Guys, welcome to the program. It's good to be here. Good to be here, Jim. David, let me start with you. I think so many people think about it. I mean, here's a you know Republican from Ohio. His comment was, each day 10,000 baby boomers retire and begin receiving Medicare and Social Security benefits. We all know that, okay? That's not new data. 10,000. Now, that started in 2014. That's when he stated because that's the apex of the baby boomers. Now, if it's correct, and we assume that that's correct, 10,000 people a day is a big number. So when you think about it, it's about 4 million people, and they've got to start retiring, and they've got to start pulling money out, working through that. What are the issues? 4 million people a year, Jim. That's 76 million baby boomers over 19 years are going to stop, stop stop drawing a paycheck, and they're going to start living off of Social Security, their pensions, and hopefully what they've saved and invested to build for their retirement. And so that's why we could understand that 30% of those people lay up at wake at night that's exactly worrying right. about money. That's a, that's a huge number. You're talking about this survey that was done, and I think it's, it kind of rings a bell that we fear, quote-unquote, running out of money. Right. So when you think about that, Jim, uh, there's some basic issues that we need to make sure that we're familiar with. And we've talked about these on the programs in the past, but it's, it's just a good reminder of things we've got to consider. And I think the first and foremost thing is just the, the fear of, I will no longer be earning a paycheck. It's, a, it's totally different than when you were. So now you're dependent on these, these things we just mentioned. All right. Well, let me walk through that. So there, are, I mean, in fact, I saw a survey, and you actually showed it to me, CPA Financial Planners, according to a survey that the CPA group did, 41% say running out of money is their number one fear, okay? Even if they're high net worth. That's uh, right. You know, it doesn't make any difference. They they worry about it, and that's what we're talking about. They lay up at night. They're worried about it. They're concerned about maintaining their current lifestyle. We say this on the program a lot. If you've been accustomed to watching the 60-inch 60, you know, 60 60 flat screen, you know, Beautiful TV color and all that. You don't want to go back to watching that 12 black inch and black and white. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we're just not going to. We want to maintain our current lifestyle. We want to support if we have elder parents or younger, younger kids. We want to be able to do that. We want to maintain our lifestyle. Right. And we fear running out of money. 41% of those people say that. 30% of the people, according to the other say, survey, say that they stay up at night worrying about it. So walk me through some of the things that you would say to your client or you would say to anybody listening to our audience right now, what are some things they need to think about, they need to work on? Great, great point, Jim. So I think one of the main things we want to think about is is there's some primary issues. One of those is going to be what's most important? How how are my investments doing? We're talking about how well the, the bull market's going. It's been 99 months. I mean, that is great. But... Is choosing the exact right type of investment the most important issue? And in reality, it is not. Uh, roughly two thirds of retirees of those more than uh, they'll have more income coming from Social Security than they will anything else because they don't have the money. Or but that's exactly right, and because that is their guaranteed source of income. So, 
as we've mentioned, and, and as we know, less and less people have the pension. And so without a pension, we become dependent on a source of income. We know that Social Security is the primary source. Jeff, when we talk about people like that, this is Jeff Grimm. I, I guess I'm thinking about that we, I mean, David's very clearly said that we go through this process that people are, are thinking Social Security, they're looking at Social Security coming in, they they end up trying to figure out how the best way to, to maximize Social Security. Jeff, when we talk about this fear issue, problems that people have, when we talk about right investments versus, you know, most important, do they get to this point at that age of thinking of growth and growth only? Or should they now begin to turn the dial and say, I need to protect, I need to be less risk, more risk averse? Yes. Typically, Jim, when you reach retirement age, you kind of want to dial back your investments or the percent of your investments that are in stocks. And doing this uh, over time in retirement will lower your volatility of your portfolio. And this is critical, especially right now we're in a bull market. I mean, if, if you're invested all in the market and you're retiring this year and next year the market takes a big dip, that's really going to impact your retirement. I egg. think that is so critical because I think I just just recently, you know, people that have been that have been conservative, OK, are all of a sudden their conversation is totally different. We're into two years of a fairly Good market, and so everybody is sensitive to that. I know we walk around knowing the the rubber bands getting tighter and tighter. The, I mean, Nasdaq is at another all time high. The reality is that somehow we have to coach people to understand just what Jeff said, David. Is we've got to help them dial back when I know greed. Greed plays an important right. part here. How do you help them get that through that process? Boy, well, you hit the nail on the head, Jim. Most of the conversations I'm having recently is, boy, I've done well. Do I need to become, quote, more aggressive? Oh, I know. And what they mean by that is, is do I need to put more in the stock market? But they forget that with more exposure to stocks, you have a greater degree for volatility and short-term loss. Which is what Jeff was talking about, the fact that at that age, you got to begin to down back the stock percentage. That's right. And so then we're looking at the certainty. And that's why I referenced earlier the Social Security being so important to people's income. According to um, statistics, the average Social Security benefit for most families is $1,200 per month. Excuse me, per individual, $1,200 per month. Uh, but that tra- if, if you were to think about that, that translates into more than double the retirement assets the average person has saved in preparing for retirement. So Social Security and how you take that is critical to your decision-making when you think about retirement. I, it's hard for me to imagine that people, you know, we talk about this. I mean, i just give you an example. Everybody knows when Christmas is. It hasn't changed in a long time. I know my kids did. I know my kids did, too. And, Jeff, I'm sure when yours gets a little older, you know, you've got to know when Christmas. But the reality is, how many people do you know know when Christmas is, but they end up having to borrow money to pay for Christmas, and now they're paying for it the rest of the year, the following year. They're paying in arrears. When if they just sat down and said, okay, I've got to save, Christmas comes on the same day every year, December the 25th, I will start a savings plan in April and work my way towards that, but they don't do that. Jim, do you remember the old Christmas Club savings program? Absolutely. Boy, don't you wish we still had more of those? Absolutely. But that's exactly what you're describing. I think it's a tendency for we as Americans at least, to procrastinate and think, well, I've always got more time. I'll make more money. 
I will have more opportunity when my kids are older to put away that money. It's just not the case. I had a conversation with my teenagers. We're driving out in the country yesterday afternoon about how important it is to save money. Here he is. He's getting the concept at an early age. Of course, I'm sure yours were the same way, having grown up with a uh, with investment you know, professional as a dad. But he's really like, Dad, you mean to tell me people don't start saving money as soon as they have their first job? And that's the case. That is the case. If you just tuned in, you're listening to David Rochester and Jeff Grimm. We're talking about issues about retirement income planning that you should know about, and that's so critical. When we get to the second half of the program, we're going to find out about CDs and how important they are and what are some alternatives and what do you do about that. You're listening to FM 107.9 and AM 990. You're listening to KWAM, The Voice, the talk radio for the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and we're talking with David Rochester and Jeff Grimm. We're talking about money, and uh, we do that on uh, weekly for you, and uh, I think most of the, those that listen say, hey, it's a good program. It, it's educational, entertaining, and informational. All those things that we're supposed to do, Gil holds a big axe over my head to make sure we do those three things. Right, Gil? Got it. Yeah, I got it. I see the axe now. All right, Jeff, I've got a question for you. You talked about dialing back. We talk about Social Security. David's helped us with Social Security. In your practice, does Social Security play, as, as David's kind of said, he sees it a lot, most people, but is that what we see really in your practice? Do you see Social Security being that critical? It's very critical, but hopefully if they've been following a plan and the plan we've kind of presented to them over the years, it's not going to be that critical because it's going to be a smaller percentage of their retirement income. When we when we talk with Kurt Jarnowski on the program, we always Help, you know, Kirk tells us for millennials, talking to them earlier, that they need to just understand Social Security will be there. Maybe not in the form that it is today, but it, there will be a benefit of some sort and when they get ready to retire. But we've said from the get-go, David, that there's three aspects to every retirement plan, Social Security being one, a 401k or a qualified plan, ERISA plan, number two, and then their private savings plan. So if they look at it as a three-legged stool, they can plan for that and move in that direction, and that should solve most of their problem. Right. We used to have the four-legged stool, which included the pension. Right. And for my generation, which I'm towards the lagging end of the baby boomers and probably for most of Jeff's generation and younger, the pension, for the most part, won't exist. So we are dependent on those three. So, yes, we've we've got to set aside those savings. The earlier, the better. We get the benefit of compounding. You know, we've talked about compounding many times, how you're growing money on top of the money you've already grown, and it gets bigger and bigger. So um, having a solid three-legged stool, as we've described, is critical. Social Security is going to become, in my opinion, a lesser part of the total package. But today it is. It's a it, is. it is. So I want to make sure before we take a break, I want to clear this up now. Should people, should a person in their planning process defer their Social Security benefits? So a lot of people don't. And what's your recommendation? Well, Jim, for each year, and and I I do believe most people don't know this, for each year that you delay taking your Social Security benefit, you're increasing that benefit as a future income. So as an example, somebody who is delaying between 62, starting Social Security income at 62, the earliest date as a retiree, and waiting up until age 70, will increase their benefits by 7 to 8% per year. That's a big number. 
Okay. Now, so as an example, let's say somebody uh, waited to start their benefit at age 70. That's 76% more they would collect per year by deferring than had they started at age 62. So that's a critical aspect of planning process is don't always start at 62, which that has been the case for a lot of people. That's right. It's just been assumed, hey, I'm now eligible for it. I want to start it, and I pay a I get a smaller amount. And that's where and we try to tell people, don't at least wait to your full retirement age. Because first of all, you can reach your full retirement age and continue to work, and it doesn't penalize you. If you do it at 62, you can, you know, you can only earn so much. That's correct. And so full retirement age being mine and most baby boomers at 66, and then you go from there. You can earn the money you need. Very quickly, though, let me let me ask you this question. I mean, I know so many people um, think about this, but, but you've got a thought process of giving up some money, and this ties into what, you know, Jeff's going to talk about it in CDs and cash and some alternates or some short-term investments because that's critical for a lot of people. But you're talking about taking money and setting it aside uh, like a bucket, I'm just using that as a term. Help me with that. Give me some insight. I think our listening audience needs to understand when you say creating a bucket for income and let everything else be invested. Right. Great point, Jim. So when we think about that, you know, we've got to think about time horizons, first of all. Some monies we're going to spend near term. And so we really don't want to take the chance on market volatility. That we know we're going to need to keep, and I don't want to use the term liquid, but not have a degree of, of volatility there where we could lose that. The second bucket, we push the time frame out. So with the idea of we'll use that a little later, we may use it to replenish the first bucket, or maybe we've got a specific purpose for that. Okay, And then the third bucket's way out. Maybe that's what we're thinking about as a legacy for our family or to take care of us as we get older and have a bigger need for increased health care costs. So when I when we come back, I want to talk about time horizons because that's pretty much what you were talking about, that time horizon mentality. If you just tuned in, my guest today, David Rochester, Jeff Grimm, we're talking about issues, issues that we have that you have to deal with when you're faced with retirement. And we're seeing a movement of people that have been putting it off and, and working longer that are saying, hey, maybe this is a time for me to, to retire. Maybe it has to do with the fact that we're looking at a – 99 year, 99 month, excuse me, 99 month, that would be terrible if it was a year, uh, 99 month bull market and uh, the second longest bull market since 1950. Maybe people are just getting optimistic. It's time to retire. We're talking about issues that you may have. When we come back, oh, we're going to talk about what are time horizon. That's critical for you to know. This bucket David's talking about. And what are some investments that fit? Jeff Grimm's going to help us understand what fit in the buckets. That's critical. Stay with us. You're listening to The Voice. You're listening to AM 990 and FM 107.9, The Voice Talk Radio for the Mid-South. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. We'll be right back after this. search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. 
You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Financial advisors do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. I am talking to David Rochester and Jeff Grimm, and our conversation is about issues that people need to be aware of if you're thinking about retirement. Now, let me explain something. Retirement doesn't happen overnight. Christmas, I actually talked about Christmas earlier, and then, you know, it's not, this is not a Christmas show, but December the 25th, everybody gets up on January the 1st, and we know December the 12th, 25th is coming. We already know that. And yet we wait till December the 20th to go out and use our credit cards to buy Christmas presents. And then we spend from January the 1st on paying for it. Well, you can't do that with retirement. You can't, you know, decide, okay, I'm going to start working on it, you know, five days, five years before I retire. And uh, and then expect to have anything worth, you know, as far as a good retirement. I'm talking about getting up and getting serious about Retirement planning, planning and understanding and the strategies around it. And and that's important. You have to pay attention because it doesn't happen overnight. Now, everybody says, well, I have a 401k. Well, go home and or go back to work and shake your employee, employer's hand and say thank you. And whatever you can put into that plan that they will match, if they're not matching, go to the HR department and ask them why not. See if you can't get somebody to get started to get the matching going. But put in enough to get your match so that you're getting as much into your 401k plan as possible. Know what your Social Security benefit is and work as long as you can. David said that. Work as long as you can to, you know, to have as max, the maximum amount of Social Security. And then are you doing any type of savings? Are you setting some money aside on a basic, fundamental, you know, Habit, just make it a habit of doing it. David mentioned earlier the old Christmas club pay, you know, payment, so you could set aside a certain dollar so you had money for Christmas. Well, make it retirement club and set some money aside and make it for retirement. It is going to be a point in your life where you're going to find that you either do not want to go to work or you cannot work. One of those two. That's why we're talking about issues that people have that you need to be sensitive to when it comes to knowing about when you need to when it comes to retirement. David Rochester, Jeff Grimm. David, before the break, we talked about a bucket. Now, people, I know I'm, I'm thinking this bucket mentality where you're saying you're setting some money aside. Go over that one more time, and, and I'm, I'm going to help people understand it because I know what you're talking about, but it can be kind of confusing for some people. You're exactly right, Jim. So, when we think about the Christmas club and our example, that's a short-term event. We're going to save up money. We're going to spend it pretty soon. Hopefully, we've well, saved the money in advance. Well, Correct. Right. When we think about retirement, we could be talking about 30 years. You know, you know this. My wife's grandmother's 104. I had dinner with her yesterday. She's doing great. Yeah, I love her. And so that is, that's exciting. That means we've got to really store up a lot of money in our proverbial retirement bucket. Now, when we talk about 401k, we're talking about accumulating assets, okay? So accumulating while you're working is totally different than how you withdraw that money to keep it from being depleted. As we've said, one of the number one concerns for retirees is that they will run out of money. So they think, well, I've built up all this money. How could I run out? It's complicated to know how to 
Number one, how to allocate that money differently during retirement than when we were working. You're drawing a paycheck and the market takes a big drop. You still got your paycheck coming. It's not as it's not as disturbing as it would be if you were dependent on those assets as withdrawals, and now they take a big drop. You know, I wonder if that's not part of the fear of running out of money is all of a sudden that dependency of on what you've accumulated, your Social Security, your 401K, and your private investments, if that's not part of the problem, that people fear I may run out of money because maybe I didn't do it right or something like that. So I think you're, saying, right. you're saying that bucket allows you to, to set aside a, a year or two years of income. Let's just say a person needs $1,000 a month, just for our okay. example. So $1,000 a month for two years, $1,000 a month would be 12000 for one year, 12000 for two years. My simple math, I get $24,000. So in the bucket, you're saying, now, now bucket, we're not talking about don't take it and bear it in a jar in the backyard no. or put it in a bucket in the garage. That's not what we're saying. Correct. Clear that up. But we're saying put it somewhere that allows you to have $24,000 in our example that is there in case the market corrects, because most corrections of the market only last, le- most of them last less than 24 months. And I don't know, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers, but I'm thinking, I don't know very many that's ever gone longer than 24 months. It seems like the last one was 16, 18 16, months. 16, 18 that, months. That seemed pretty rough, and yet we look back now, and most people, they remember it, but but not that bad. So the point is, is that if you've got that cash set aside that you could depend on, and not feel like you have to pull money out of your investments while the market was down, you're going to feel more secure. That's a great point. So, Jeff, with that in mind, we're thinking, let's talk about that little short-term bucket. Well, first of all, explain to people listening, what what when we say time horizons, to give us the example of time horizons. Put us in, the, put us in the, the three buckets of a time horizon, then I'll come back to number one, the bucket. Typically, Jim, a short-term time horizon is up to two years. This is this is money, as David said, should be in cash-type investments, or maybe at your bank account, because you need you need this for a specific goal within two years. So you you don't have time for the market to to correct and then go back up. Midterm would be three to ten years. This can be you can take on a little bit more stocks, maybe some short-term bonds and some you know dividend-paying stocks. Uh, Ten plus years, you know. This is let's let's invest this money. Okay, this go, is, if you're if you're aggressive, let's go 100 percent equities. Okay, so so what you're saying is we're looking at three time horizons: zero to two, three to ten, or three to eight. I've heard three to eight, three to ten, and then anything longer than ten is a full investment portfolio. Obviously, you got to look at the person's risk tolerance, but you but that's all different. The zero to two is almost limited risk, a very amount of limited risk. And then it just the longer you go, the more risk a person can take. Exactly. So zero to two, you know, you need this income for retirement in the next two years, or maybe you're paying for your kid's college in two years. You need to get that money out of the market and ready to use for college. All right. And when we come back, I want to make sure we understand the bucket because, guys, that's really what we're talking about. We're going to go listen to Rebecca Brazier, and uh, she's going to talk about the Mid-South History Moment. You're listening to... KM, KM, FM 107. I'll get this right, guys. I'll get this. This is so exciting. FM 107.9, that's the, our new location. And AM 990, The Voice, it's been here forever. The talk radio for the Mid-South. And the, hey, you know what? FM 107.9. I got it. I'm working on it. Thanks, guys. We'll be back right after this. If a daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. Do what you feel, speed along the line. 
have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Having become a victim of its own economic success during the war years, the population boom placed great strains on the city's infrastructure. Despite issuing nearly $15 million in new bonds for school buildings, hospitals, sewers, and transportation improvements, the city struggled to keep up with the progress other southern cities were making. Yet the area in which the city was most behind its peers was not in its infrastructure, but in its political system, dominated for many years by Boss Crump. The defeat of the Crump-backed U.S. Senate candidate John Mitchell in 1948 coupled with Crump's opposition to President Truman's civil rights program, signaled the coming end of the one-party system in Memphis and the growing strength and political involvement of African-American Memphians seeking to correct the racial inequality in the city. This has been another Mid-South History Moment, brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. Hi, this is George Bryant, General Manager of The Voice FM 107.9 and AM 990 with a special announcement. If you're an expert in your field, if you represent an organization, if you think you can help Memphis become a better place by sharing your life experience on family, environment, health, relationships, government, home improvement, raising pets, whatever your passion is, give me a call. If you've ever wanted to have your own radio show or podcast, now is the time. We have immediate opening, so call me today. You can be the host of your own show, a show that you own. Talk to Memphis on The Voice, FM 107.9 and AM 990. My number is 901-261-4200, extension 228. That's 261-4200, extension 228. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And my guest, David Rochester, Jeff Grimm, we're talking about issues that people have when it comes to retirement planning. And now we've built this three minor, you know, three boxes. We've talked about short-term investment horizons, zero to two years, and median type of investment horizon, three to ten, three to eight, somewhere in that range. And, you know, that's when the standard deviation, your risk, may you're willing to push the risk just a little bit higher. Well, the reality is when you get to the third it's 10 years or longer, and I mean, this is, uh, according to Jeff, he says that's kind of when you just let it go, you know, just invest and understand that the volatility's there. And, uh, again, you have to know what your risk tolerance is, what you're willing to, to deal with. But now we're into that first box because I think so many people, when you get into this issue of fear, fear, and, again, remember, according to a CPA survey that we were reading earlier, 41% of people today fear running out of money. And they fear the loss of money. They fear, and we talk about 30% from this MetLife Employee Benefit Program study that they put together. 30% of the the people they interviewed, 2,600 people, said, hey, we worry about money at night all the time. 60% of the people said it is one of the biggest things they worry about. So we're dealing with issues that you, our listener, 
have to deal with all the time. You were talking to that 30% group that worry about money at night. So, Jeff, we've got the bucket. We've identified it. It's the short term, zero to two. It's to get the person through this volatile up or down, mostly down. It's when they when they get nervous and we try to work with them, coach them through that emotional concern. And David is saying, why not just come up with something that says, put it over here. You don't have to get too uptight about it. And you let the market do what it's going to do because your income at retirement per David is there. You're not losing it. It's there. It can You can reach in and get it. Give me some ideas of what you would put in that bucket. Yeah, Jim, I think what you would do, you would put it in a checking account, savings account, money market account, or maybe a CD. These aren't going to give you a lot of return, but you know, at a bank, you've got FDIC, FDIC insurance on it, and you're not looking for return. This is just for liquid, safe money. When you talk about a CD, give me the definition of a CD. Yeah, according to Investopedia, a CD is a savings certificate with a fixed maturity date, a fixed interest rate, and can be issued in any denomination aside from the minimum investment requirements. A CD will typically restrict the invest the withdrawal of the investment un, until the, the maturity date. It's issued by commercial banks and it's FDIC insured up to two hundred fifty thousand. Okay, so two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So the reality is, we're talking about that you put this aside. It's got a it's got a measuring stick of, uh, let's just say, David, back to your comment, two years. So yes. this would be a two-year CD with a maturity of two years, two-year maturity. Correct, date. correct. So at the end of, in two years, I'm planning on taking that money out. That's what I'm going to use to provide for my near-term retirement income. All right, but let's go back now. Here we are. Let's just put it in our heads. We're retired. Got Social Security coming in. We worked longer. That was good. We could got our max. We, we want to have some peace of mind. We're continuing our lifestyle. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to worry at night. That's reality. So now the bucket, and Jeff has said you got it, you know, he's talked about money market, savings accounts, CDs. All right, I get it. I get it. But we just talked about a two-year maturity. Right. I got to have the money. Right. Am I going to have to pay a penalty to get the money? Out of the CD. Out of the CD. If the question's out of the CD, if you take it out in less than two years, then you're going to give up some interest. Yes, but you're not going to give up your principal. Okay, so the reality is it's maybe a penalty there, but the, but I'm not. The market dropped 20%, and everybody gets nervous. I mean, That's we right. know that. We know that. And you listening, you know you do that. That's that emotional issue that we we deal with every day. So we're talking about setting aside some dollars to handle that emotion so they can still get their paycheck. That's exactly right. You know, first of all, let's just go back. You, you mentioned the emotional part. Research has shown that people that have enough guaranteed income or what we're calling the bucket to meet their basic needs are going to be more confident during market volatility, but they're just happier overall during retirement. If you're not having to worry about taking your money out while there's a lot of volatility going on, you're more comfortable. That gives you time. And so that's why we're suggesting the short-term bucket, back to Jeff's point of the midterm bucket, that's where we have to allocate money perhaps across different types of things so we can generate more income in the future. We can't forget inflation. Inflation is going to cause costs to go up. We know health care costs are going up. Everything's going up. We tend to see it more from a retiree standpoint of our health care costs. That's the, the second biggest concern I hear when I survey clients. Number one, they're worried they're going to run out of money. 
Number two, they're worried about the health care costs oh, in the future. So they want to have reliable sources of income. And I just want to make sure we understand the difference between income and investments. Income, I'm spending the money. Investments, I'm growing the money. So we do have to look further out on the time horizon. So that's how we evaluate those buckets. It right. can be complicated. Bucket is zero to two. That's a short-term bucket. Then you get out, as you were saying, one that's a little bit further out and you, you're investing a little bit different. And then the third one is out there. You're doing whatever you can. Correct. Okay. I get that. Jeff, back to you. Let me ask you this. We talked about CDs. Why does a person maybe use a CD in this particular scenario? Why would that be done? That's that's done because it's safe money, and if the bank were to go under, the bank that, that's issuing the CD, it's FDIC insured. So you need to know how much money you're putting aside. I mean, that's the key. The quarter of a million is the amount that's FDIC insured. Yes, and it's fairly liquid. Like David said, you're not going to get penalized on the, your principal that you put in. You just might give up some interest if you have to pull it out. I hate to say week. this, but Jeff told me earlier that older people do this because they don't have a lot of time on their side. <laughs> I guess I'll mention that, you know, from that standpoint. Jeff was being gracious not to say that. Thanks, Jeff. Hey, when we come back, we're going to be talking specifically about two more issues that you face when you plan for retirement, issues that are critical. David's covered a bunch of them. Jeff's covered a bunch of them. We talked about some alternatives, but we got to close this out in a few minutes, and I tell you, you don't want to miss what we're going to talk about next. Stay with us. You're listening to FM 109, 107.9, and AM 990, the voice. Talk radio for the Mid-South. on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now, back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. You know, so many people call us and ask us, and if you've got a question for you, one of these two guys, 757-5757, it's a simple number, easy. Just give them a call. But here's what the problem that I feel like we have to deal with. Our job is to train or give you some education, coach you through some of these issues, and issues that, that I know you face. I know that you have to work through. That's the purpose of what we try to do on Talk Money, whether it's insurance, whether it's uh, you know stocks, bonds, health care. Uh, retirement, whatever it is, you know, we're trying to help you through this idea where we talk about everything financial. And and reality is, we're building so we're building a plan or a strategy for you when you're thinking about retirement. And Jeff, you've done a great job helping us understand CDs and what we're trying to do, and is a part of that short-term box. 
But I know a lot of people who promote an annuity as a as a short-term investment. Talk to me about that. Yeah, Jim, annuity is never a short-term investment. Annuity, like a CD, may have a fixed rate of return. It may be higher than a CD. But annuity also comes with certain IRS rules as your 401k. If you're younger than 59 and a half, you're going to get a 10% penalty. And you need to, people need to understand that. So, so what you're saying, I appreciate you saying that it's never intended to be a long-term investment. I, I know that we've had to unwind some things when somebody has been sold something that, that is not appropriate. And a lot of times you have people that are sold this type of investment, this type of vehicle, you know, a money vehicle, uh, where there's issues where they were told, well, you can always get your money. Now, I know sometimes you can have a company that will say, well, you can get 10% of your money. So if you put $1,000 in, you can get $100. But you can't get the other without incurring a severe penalty. And people need to understand that. Thanks for saying that, Jeff. I appreciate that because our listening audience needs to understand the difference between if it's short term, you need to make sure it's short term. Does that make sense, guys? Absolutely does. You know, Jim, I I think the thing I want to keep in mind just along with that subject is you you would use something like an annuity to generate income, not strictly as an investment. So the idea would be I need more income into the future, whether you do that through, you know, laddering different types of maturing investments or you use an, uh, an annuity or some way of annuitizing your assets. Again, as we've said, if you will have some source of guaranteed income, you're going to have a healthier, happier retirement. Bottom line is, is working through the process. Exactly. Knowing the process. You've mentioned some other issues. You mentioned your wife's 104-year-old grandmother earlier in the program. Longevity is an issue. Absolutely. Explain that. Help me with that. You know, I was thinking about that. And Graham, if you're listening, uh, congratulations on 104 back in March. Uh, first of all, you know, we've got to recognize that she's probably been drawing Social Security since she was in her 60s. So she is, you know, she's probably using she's part of what I'm paying in. Great job. <laughs> so congratulations on that. But here's the thing we've got to consider. 104? You know, think about it. I don't know how many people know who Willard Scott is, but on uh, the shows he used to be on, he used to recognize people that turned 100. Right. They don't recognize. you got to turn 110 now, I think, to get recognized. And people are turning 110, 111 and older. So people are living longer, meaning that they've got to have enough resources to take care of them for a longer period of time. They need to think 25, 30, 35 years. At least. And that's never been the case before. No. And if you're 50 years old today, by the time you get to that age, it may be you've got to think 35 to 40 years. And that's what people have to understand. So if you don't have a guaranteed income, you've got to invest it. You've got to put it together. You've got to think about how, according to using David's boxes, how those boxes fit and how Jeff's put in the short term and moved us through with the whole understanding of time horizons. Very, very critical. David, you mentioned earlier managing health care costs. That is a topic that I mean, we get more questions about that today, concerns about that today, and you mentioned it. It's probably one of the hottest topics we talked about. I absolutely managing. believe it is, Jim. Uh, I would say again, that's what uh, tends to keep people awake uh, at night is the the concern of even though we've got medical advancements to to keep us alive under dire circumstances, people are living longer, so that means that their health care costs are going to go up. 
Back to our bucket thought or our box thought. Do we know we're going to have enough money to pay those health care costs? You know, one of the, the biggest things when we're going through uh, an analysis or scenario with clients as they're looking into retirement is, what if they have a sudden big um, uh, long-term care issue? So now we're dealing with not just medical costs, but the idea of, of custodial care that we may need. And, you know, the, the days of all the family lives close together and you're going to take care of your grandparent or your aunt or whatever, it's hard to do these days. So we're dealing with taking that personal responsibility of how we're going to deal with our own expensive health care costs or long-term care costs in the future. I think part of that is we've got to consider uh, products like long-term care insurance, things that are going to, where we've asked uh, an institution like an insurance company to come in and pay those costs if that event happens. Absolutely. I think that's critical. Well, let me just conclude with this. Man, time just flies. We've run out of time. So managing health care costs, that's what David's talking about. Longevity. People, he talked about his wife's grandmother, 104 years old. That's amazing. And then, of course, the idea behind CDs is a short-term investment, the box mentality, short-term time horizon, mid-term is, you know, 3 to 10, and then anything longer than that, these guys said, hey, just manage your risk tolerance and understand it. Social Security benefits plays an important part of anything you're doing. So think about that. You need to put together a plan that says, I'm going to work as long as I can till at least full retirement, and then I'll be able to retire. These guys have done a great job. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it very much. David, Jeff, appreciate it very much. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Well, you know, again, time has flown. Just, you know, when you're having fun, I guess that's the bottom line. It goes away quickly. My producer is Gil Worth. Gil Worth and guest and content coordination is Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moscovich. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. You're listening to FM 107.9 and AM 990, The Voice Talk Radio for the Mid-South. This is Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to Talk Money. Thanks for being a part of today's program. We'll see you next week. Jim Shoemaker, Jeff Grimm, and David Rochester are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, are registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated.